Welcome to the Kingdom Advancing Ministries podcast. My name is Pastor Virgil Lofty, better known to some of you and a lot of you as Pastor V. And I'm Prophetess Tanya Lofty, and we are so happy that you're here. Here at TCAM, it is our mission to bridge the gap between the church and the community. As we prepare to celebrate God's faithfulness to us and the official launch of a location, you can join us live online for communion and Bible study. And of course, make sure you subscribe to listen to the replay of those messages right here on the podcast. On behalf of myself, Pastor V. And me, Prophetess Tanya. And the entire TCAM family. We want to say thank you. God bless you for tuning in and being a part of the podcast We pray that this message and these messages will be a blessing to you and will allow you and help you advance the kingdom of God. Amen. So be blessed by what you hear. And listen, the Bible tells us to not just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word also. Verse 18. Amen. I'm excited. They're taking advantage of the children here. Look at that. No, I'm playing children. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, that's just a taste of what we want to do here in this ministry. Amen. I, I, just so y'all know, I just, I'll tell y'all, it's no secret. Um, at the, um, at the, the permanent location you're looking at, I want to have a, a playground in the back for the kids. And I wanted to be piped in with speakers. So when they when they back then they can hear the ministry of the word. If there's music to be played, they can they can listen to music. That as they're playing, the word is still going. Yeah, amen. I want them to always hear the word. Why, Pastor V? Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Not my opinion, the word of God. And all those who are working in the youth ministry will and, and, and being will be able to administer the word on their level so they can live the life by. I'm believing that these the word, the very youth that's sitting in here now will be some of the youth leaders Amen. Amen. to be able to minister. Because I won't be able to go back. I'll go back sometime, but I, I want to hear them encouraging one another. And so it's so important that they do that. Our young people being led astray by, and it's a sad thing, not just young people, our older, our old, whatever your Gen X, whatever your, wherever you fit in, that's who I'm talking to. But we're being, we're being deceived and manipulated by people who stand in this, in not this pulpit, but in pulpits around the world that are misleading people, that are damaging people. And we're going to talk about that on the day. We're going to talk about, is there a pulse in the pulpit? Mm. <laughs> what do you mean, Pastor, is there a pulse in the pulpit? Are we dead preachers? Just speaking life to us? Or are we interested in ministering life to a dying world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we candy coating, sugar coating? Flavoring, giving you whatever you wanted for your own pleasure to cause you to continue to 
Come into places of worship, but then leave a bigger sinner than when you came in. Let's talk about it on the day, amen? Because this is a house of change. should be. And I say that very carefully. Not for this house, but houses around the world. Y'all know what I always say. If this don't pertain to you, don't, then I'm not talking to you. Hit dogs holler. If I'm not, I'm not calling you a dog, but if I throw a rock in the dock and it hits somebody, you say, oh! Then it, it was meant for you. Because I wasn't aiming at nobody. I didn't know y'all like, as if he is old. coming up with some saying. No, I'm yet young. Don't be trying. I'm yet young. I just heard, I just heard a lot. Amen. Amen. And sometimes I say things to be humorous because I like to put levity in it because there's a, there's a level of pressure that needs to be applied. But then you also need to know that it's pressure and driven in love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people think, well, Pastor, you preaching out of anger. I don't preach out of anger. No, I never minister out of anger. Because God didn't deliver me out of anger. He delivered me out of love. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he delivered me because he loved me. And he told me to stand firm. Put a board in your back. And say what I tell you to say. Amen. Regardless to who likes me. Who's who claiming to love me? And then in turn, who may throw a rock back this way? If it applies to me, I don't say ouch because it's, it's, it's on me. And I'll make the appropriate adjustments as I need to from God. Amen. But let's talk. Y'all let um, Romans chapter 1, verse 18. It said, But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Verse 19, they know the truth about God because he was made, he has made it obvious to them. Amen? How many of y'all know that the word of God, he makes it obvious to them? Oh, we always people saying, well, there's some secret things about God. No, God is very, listen, he's very open about what he, who he is and what he expects from us. He never caused us or told us to live out this life and wonder what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. No one ever, no one should ever be a say they are a believer, a child of God, born again, washed in his blood, speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gives you and say what God shit, whatever God does is, is not our, that he makes me that I always have to figure it out. No, no, no. In order to walk out this life, he has to make it clear to you what he expects and what he wants from you. Amen. You don't tell your children to do something and don't give them the directions of how to get it done. When you tell your child, and you, well, here's what we do as parents. We, teach, we tell our kids what to do, then, well, good parents, show their children what to do. Teach them how to do things. And then, by virtue of them knowing or you being, they're being taught, then you tell them to carry it out. They can never come back to you and say, you didn't show me or, or teach me how to do that. The same with the word of God, amen? Verse 20, it says, for ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible quality. Amen? 
His qualities. We know when don't when people try to talk that way, I don't believe in God. The Bible says there's a fool in this heart that said there's no God. Amen. He said everything we see tells us that there's a God. I had a guy years ago. He don't want to be with the Lord. Um, well, let me not say that because we're always quick to put people in heaven. <laughs> Amen. I don't know where he's going. I don't know where he's going to spend his eternity. I pray that he and I will see him again because I'm going. I got my ticket promise. Amen. First class. You better believe it. I do. You got. You got to speak with yourself. Yeah. That's right. Amen. And he he asked me years ago because he um, we were in um we were in not a Bible class but in in, in um Wednesday night we had a little study. Wednesday that this, the old church we used to go to, and he he got me a job. God bless me for that. He helped me get. He helped me change the way I thought about corporate America and Christianity in corporate America. I'll talk about that later. And so he um, he helped me, and with that. And but he called me one day. He said, first you always read the Bible and stuff." I was I was I was excited. I was young. I was young enough. I was, I carried the Bible to lunch <laughs> everywhere. I had my Bible, and He's like, how would you explain God to people who don't know? And you can't use the sky, the earth as it is. You have to get more detail. I said, well, what's more detailed than that? <laughs> well, you have to be able to meet people where they are. I said, no, people have to come up to where I am in terms of where God is. Because how simplistic is it or other than telling people God created the heavens and the earth. It don't get no more simpler than that. No man can go up in the sky and create the sky. We have a hard time going to space. Yet alone, we want man to take credit or to understand that a man couldn't create the stars and have everything to align. I said, now, I'm not no guy who can go, I can't, I can't, Explain all of what's going on up there. I said, but there has to be something greater than us. My mom and my dad was just a, a was just vessels, but they didn't make me. God did. My mom, and my dad did. Well, that's <laughs> come back. But we, we, we. See, here's the thing that I was telling. I said, see, what you're trying to do is you're trying to get me to overthink this. When the Bible tells us he takes the foolish things of this world, which means he takes the most simple things of this world to confound those who believe that they're smart. And this brother was a very, very smart gentleman. He was a graduate, graduated at the top of his class from Harvard. Didn't know it until we talked more and more about how his attitude was, how smart he was. And we had a company, the company he introduced me to, he had been with the company since the inception, and this company had grown to be worth a couple billion dollars, and he was a, he was a very smart man. And I didn't know that he was that, the questions he was asking me, he was a believer, but the question that he was asking didn't, even, didn't equate or relate to his ability to just see the word in simplicity. He had to logically see the word. Y'all with me? Yes. All right, let's keep going. It says, and so through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible quality, 
his eternal power and divine nature, so they have no excuse for not knowing God. When you see all of God's glory in this earth, you have no excuse. Amen? For not knowing God. Or for not knowing there is a God. Amen? Whether you believe or not, doesn't change the fact that he's God. Verse 21. Yes, they knew God. But they wouldn't worship him as God. Yeah, yeah, y'all hear these leaders now? They know God. Or they know of God. They're able to quote the Bible like nobody business. They can read the Bible. They can they can they can sing like they breaking down scripture, but they don't even. But as yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't even worship Him as God. Wow, that's a dangerous place. Wow. They a lot of people don't even want to worship Him as God. They want to know Him as God, but they they refuse to worship Him. Why? Because they believe that they're smarter than God. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna talk about that too. Or what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. How many of y'all hear people talking crazy now? That they, they quote they quote stuff and then they complain. They're, they're trying to they're trying to mix multiple things in with God to make it seem like it's God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Claiming to be wise. How many of y'all know they they the smartest people in the world? They're stupid. They got degree on top of degree. Yeah, they, they degrees have degrees. <laughs> yeah, y'all know the people. They hold the whole wall in their office is filled with plaques. That's true, though. About accomplishments that they have, that they had. Wow. And some of them, they are smart and intellectually, but dumb in God. Yeah. And that's not because when you start trying to outthink the thinker, <laughs> you are dumb. <laughs> when you try to make God believe what you're saying to be right is right and what he said was wrong you are dumb <laughs> yeah that's that new dumb <laughs> yeah that's that new dumb because see God ain't see God ain't trick you can't trick God that's why I call it that new dumb whenever you believe that you can outthink God that he's always Steps ahead of us. How do we believe that we're going to outthink God? When he's in our tomorrow today. We're stuck here, y'all. We don't get to go to tomorrow. We got to get through his first. But he's already there. But we believe we're smarter than him. Jesus. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. I didn't say it. The word said it. <laughs> So don't get mad at me. I didn't say it. The word said it. 23 says, and instead of worshiping the glorious ever living God, they worship idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals. And See, they, we, we, we're worshiping everything, man. I see people wearing crystals. What? For what? Gives me the energy. What kind of energy you need that can't come from God? That doesn't come from the Holy Spirit. See, we're looking, we're looking for things to worship. We're looking for idols. People are always trying to find an edge. You know what An edge. Something that gives me ground or gives me the advantage over competition. 
See, that's what happens in the bullpen. There's competition. People want to believe that I know more than the next person. So there's so I, I create competition to make sure that I run up you. Oh, yep, that's my boy. <laughs> Amen. Y'all don't want to roll with me. Y'all ain't rocking with me. That's cool. God, God, God prepared me with amens and thank you, Jesus, all week long for this. <laughs> for sure he did. Amen. Because it's important for us. And the one, one thing I always hear people say is, I hear people always make me say, that you gotta, you gotta be able to minister to this new generation. There's a new generation of people out here, and then what, what, what used to work for them or for y'all back then don't work for this generation now. You know, there's a whole new generation of people. Here's a, here, I got an answer for you. Psalms, Psalm 100 tells us that for the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. So what about your generation that changes the truth? Where, it, where his truth then is not truth now. If you're part of any generation, he made it clear. His truth can go to all generations. To my mama, my grandmama, my great-grandmama, to my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, my great his truth will endure for all generations. So what truth are you going to get that changes from his truth? Believe him. What new truth are you getting when the Bible tells us in John that he said his word is truth. Sanctify them in truth. Thy word is truth. If God is true, then he is true now. Amen. Amen. So when you hear people talking about something, there's a thing he's a new thing he's doing in this generation. What new thing? He's clearing songs. You don't get the you don't get to divide God from his word. Right you don't get to make it fit. This is not, see, this is not one of those things where you can put a, that you can make, you can make God be whatever you want him to be. God says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever more. Yeah, yeah. You see, he, he's clear about who he is. You're not clear about who you are. My, my. And most importantly about who you are, you're not clear about who you serve. Yeah. Is it you that we're that you're serving now? That's why people are dead in the pulpit. There's no post because we want to go along with everything. We don't want to offend nobody. You yes. mm. The very thought that I make ruffle feathers is what causes people <laughs> now to be okay with whatever. When the mere fact God came to ruffle fell. That's it right there. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, y'all don't want to do the right thing. Y'all want to play church. Y'all don't want to be the church. Y'all want to play church. See, no one, wants, no one wants to be the church. Everybody's interested in playing church. Amen. See, I call them the MPPs now. What's the MPP? The most popular Oh, okay. <laughs> you want to be liked by the people in the world? Uh 
And you want to be half liked by the people in the church. Because the first thing you say is, man, people in the church are hypocrites anyway. No, you are the biggest hypocrite. Why? Because you're not teaching them sound doctrine. If God is the source of everything, why are we trying to make everything else sources? Teach people. Man, listen, I know I hear y'all. There's nothing wrong with having things. He just called us not to be covetous. He don't want the things to have us. That everything we do has to be a motive to get something. The greatest motivation that I have is to see changes in the lives of the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, so for us, I, it has to start with a heart in the pulpit. A heart after God. When we sing some, I'm chasing after you. Are we chasing after you or are we chasing behind the car? Are we chasing the house? Are we chasing for the big, the big diamond on the finger that looks like a pimp? Yeah. I saw something the other day that, man, bothered me. I saw, I saw a guy that was preaching had his head turned in the pulpit and was preaching. And I said, he looked just like Ivy. He looked like one of them old 70, the one of them new 70 flicks back in the day. Where they had, where they, they specialized in the shows. Listen, I ain't, I don't, I don't know. I saw it. If, if it wasn't there, I couldn't have seen it. I'm, only I'm, not, I'm speaking about what I saw. And it disturbed me. It did. It really disturbed me. Because I'm like, God, I, I, I understand that people are individual. And I don't want to take anybody's individuality away from them. Because you could, but in the same, not but in the same record, God, you called us to come out from among the world. And be separate. So what separates us from them? Not about, it's not just about the, the, the apparel. It's about how we present ourselves and, and knowing that we are a part of the body. How we present God to people. And see now, what people want to do, people want to accept God wherever they are. People don't want to come up to God. People want God to come down to them. See, this thing is no longer about raising the standard of holiness. This is about, I will meet you where you are. So you, you're there, I'm going to be there. And we lie and hide behind scriptures when we say, Paul was all things to all men. He wasn't no pimp to be a pimp. <laughs> he didn't act like a pimp to, to minister to pimps. He didn't tell you to be a whore to, 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 to help deliver people who are living in a lifestyle of lustful acts. He didn't tell us to lie to bring in the liar. That's it. Let me teach you how about lying so you can be delivered from lying. <laughs> he told us that we overcome by the blood of the land and the word. So we tell people, what I used to do, I no longer do. You don't have to do it. Amen. That's how people come out. Mm. They don't come out by us joining in with what they got going on. Amen. I will be a hypocrite.
hypocrite to tell you that I sin, that I want a church full of sinners because I sin. <laughs> How stupid is that? I want, we God wants a church full of people because he wants people to see that I've been delivered from sinning. And so by virtue, we have a whole body of believers who can testify of God's deliverance. Hey, I know that man went like, over somebody. But I hope you hear the Spirit of God in the day, amen? Yeah, yeah. 2 Timothy, chapter 4. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta be able to, we gotta be willing to preach, y'all, you know, and teach people, not just preach, but to minister to people. And I'm talking about people, and when I say preach, I'm talking about those who stand before people. Your name on the monarchy outside. You got it on your, you got it on whatever vehicles you have, whatever you got going on. Used to be, and used to be teaching people to come out from the world. We don't share in the life of the world. Amen. We have nothing in common with you. Woo. Not one thing other than what my past used to be. But we 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 line we, we, we line of people. Just if, if you're living in sin, then you need to get out the pulpit. If you're living a life where you know that you are actively participating in unholiness, you need to step down. You better tell it. It's a warning. Don't teach people that it's okay to be sinful and God forgives you. If you are, if you want, if you've been called, you say you've been called to preach, you should already have worked out your salvation. How dare you and how dare you stand knowing you in sin? You actively run after it. But you stand before people have not cleansed and washed your hands. But then you lay your filthy hands on somebody. Then you lay your hands on somebody. And you just got finished doing your own business, pleasing yourself, putting your filthy hands on somebody. Get delivered. Work out your own salvation. Get yourself cleansed and healed. But see, people want to hear, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. <laughs> so you have no fear. That means one scripture says, your conscience has been seared. That means you have no conscience at all. What burns in God don't burn in you. What moves God doesn't, doesn't affect you at all. I know y'all looking at me like, now you I'm talking. You. God is talking. Y'all at 2 Corinthians chapter 4? Verse, I'm sorry, 2 Timothy. Yes. If you go to Corinthians, you're going to get that number talking. <laughs> y'all at Timothy? Yes. I appreciate that. Thank y'all for listening. It says here in verse 3, For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome doctrine. Teach it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People don't want to hear this. People want to hear it in three days. God will drop a house behind yes. your house. <laughs> <laughs> and in, in 24 hours, you do a turnaround, <laughs> stand and flip backwards, I got a car that's going to drop in your parking lot. You in parking space B2, it's going to be a car there. 24 hours. <laughs> I'm going to talk about that too, y'all. I'm just saying, I'm making like that because the people want to hear that now. It, it, it tingles them. Because, see, we're not into living holy. We're into acquiring things. See, we, we, can, we can throw holiness away. We want, we want all the things that come along with God. 
Yeah. He ain't against nobody prospering. But he wants your soul to prosper. Just as much as your bank account go up, your soul should be going up. How can your bank account be increased and your soul be in poverty? Amen. Your soul be empty. Your soul, your soul is destitute. But your bank account is prosperous. You'll soon die. Yeah, you will. Because if God don't help you keep it, you're going to kill yourself trying to spend it. Yeah, yeah, I know that's a little bit much for y'all. I mean, that's why some of y'all, you see, that's in a fool in this money is soon part. It ain't all about the money going away. It ain't, it's, it's, it's partially about people die trying to spend it all. I'm going to live. Man, I'm talking to somebody on the day. God is talking to somebody on the day. For there's a time coming when people no longer listen to sound doctrine and hopeful teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers. How many of y'all know people run from church to church? That's why people don't come in and stay with nothing no more. You see people come to ministry, and the moment they hear something that, that's going to challenge them, yeah. that door, like, you might as well put one of them like the Lord. <laughs> them those doors they need to have, like, in the, oh, and the old saloons and stuff that be. <laughs> don't, because you only want, don't, don't even touch the now, just walk out. You don't have to push, you don't have to pull, you can just walk out, walk in. Because people, don't want to be challenged to do better. Right. Yeah. People come in to hear, oh, that don't align with what God is saying to me. <laughs> what kind of nonsense is that? When God has called, all, called us all to live holy. That's it right there. No teaching. No, no ministry. No door that, no church, no building that opens up and calls itself ministry should not be standing on holiness. That's it right even though that may not be what you, well, we call your assignment. Your assignment is to teach holiness. Because about holiness without which no man will see God. There's a level of holiness that every ministering minister should be talking about. Yeah, you should live holy with your money. If money is your thing. Because holiness makes you tired. Amen. Preach, Pastor. Greed tells you not to give to God. It tells me to give, but never to give. Amen. Or hear the thing about greed tells me to give with a motive to get back. Yeah, y'all ain't gonna do that. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever they are, their itching ears want to hear. Yeah. I used, to, I used to hear that years ago when I first got saved, and I see it like never before now. I saw it then, but I see it like never before then. People ears are burning to be entertained. Yeah, yeah that's so true. No one wants to be in, 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 enlightened. Everybody wants to be entertained. You see some of the footage that's going on in, in some of these places. It's a big show. Nothing, nothing changes from the concert that they that they can they can go spend sixty dollars and then come into the church and see the same concert, and it's hidden behind gospel. Yeah, you need a you need, you need to get a pulse in this pool in the pulpit. 
You need to make your heart, you need to have your heart following after God. Amen. Amen. So there's, there's no People are dead because they're following, they're leaning, and they're following after their own desire. God is not the center of what, of what ministry should be no more. There was a time where God was, God was, God, people, well, let me say this. There's going to come a time where people are going to drop dead standing in the pool pen. Right Wait, because you refuse to do what God called you to do. Yep. Because he said, be not deceived, he will not be marked. That's not wishing that any of you die. There's a moment to be, if you can hear it, and you listen, there's a moment to repent and turn back. But there's going to come a time where you refuse. And I'm telling you, God is not going to keep putting these, not tolerating, not tolerating this food. People are losing their souls in the, in the doors, in the houses of the church. Being robbed of an encounter with God to change their lives. God never calls us to be like the world, to change. He called us to be separate, to be different. He said we ought to put a difference between clean and unclean, holy and unholy. Mm -hmm. Why would he tell us that there should be a difference between us? We ought to look different. Let them mock us. See, some people are afraid to be made fun of. Man, ridicule. Talk about me. But one day you don't want to be where I, you don't want to be doing what I'm doing. And then y'all know the story of the rich man in the beggar. When he even told him, man, listen, just put, just put your head in water and dip it on my tongue. Because it's, it was him, he was at the note that it's hot down here. I'm going to read that story to y'all. We're going to talk about the rich man in the bed. Because it seems like some of y'all don't know it. Y'all talk to y'all. Look at that. Amen. But we're going to talk about Y'all, we still at, um, where we at? Turn your Bibles on 1st Timothy. I'm going to say it's in Turn your Bibles 1st Chapter, we are in chapter four, verse two. Yes. Amen. It says, These people are hypocrites and liars. Amen. And their conscience are dead. One one chap one verse, I mean or one um translation says, and their consciences have been seared as a hot iron, right? <laughs> Y'all know when that iron hits something, it put a crease in it. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> it it, it creep oh let's oh let's oh let's be talking about like she's like somebody just made that that, that sound. Y'all put some meat on the on the grill, it starts sizzling right away, don't yeah. don't say if the grease is that, that that thing is hot enough, it stops, it stops. Cooking immediately, it starts searing everything immediately. What does that mean? It starts putting marks on you. Anything that's seared starts putting marks on you. The 
People are hypocrites and liars, and their conscience has been seared as a hot iron. That lying and all you stop putting marks on you. Stop making you immune to the truth, to what's going on, to the reality of the things of God. Amen. Man, it's, it's all verse three. It says they will say it's wrong to be married. And wrong, and to eat certain foods. Y'all know they talk about certain things now, right? But I want to get into that. I want to. I'm just talking now. Just how how our consciences are seared. There's always a moment when God is trying to do something in your life. But do you respond to God, or do or is your conscience seared? Does His truth no longer have any effect on you at all? Amen. Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last days some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits, teachings that come from the, from demons. That's verse one. Yeah, yeah. How many y'all know people following anything, man? They follow demons of all kinds, man. Amen. Yeah. People can come, people can stand before you with, with a suit on and about there and talk about anything that don't have nothing to do with the word. But because it sounds like it, it sounds like, why? Because it speaks to something on the inside of you. And now what you have done is you made that that someone's opinion is, you made that gospel. You made the opinions of people, why? Because they believe or that you hear them talk and they sound as you <laughs> they, they, because see, whenever people stand with now, this is not always, but whenever people stand for you and they give you a litany of all their accomplishments and all their achievements, they're setting you up to make you think that I'm smarter than what you believe that I am. I studied this thing, y'all. No, that's not me, but that's how someone do. <laughs> and they make you believe. That's exactly that's what they make you believe that all the that, that what the next thing that's coming out of their mouth is from the throne of God. I sought the Lord. No, you sought education. Because if your if what he's telling you doesn't align with the word of God, he's being or she's being deceptive. And that's the spirit of the enemy. Amen. Well, you know that's Galatians 1 and 8. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Galatians 1 and 8. Amen. Y'all think y'all all right out there? Yes. Y'all being blessed by the word on this one? Yes. yes. Amen. Don't follow out the stranger out the woods. Yes. Galatians 1 and 8. But even if we preach any other gospel to you, that what we have preached to you, let he be accused. Also it says, as we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you, then what you have already received, let him be accused. Amen? So don't let anybody preach to you any other gospel, Paul is telling them. He was talking to the church there. Because a lot of people are going to come and try to preach some new thing. Don't let them get away with that. That's why it's important that you have to know the word for yourself. That when you hear it and it don't line up, oh no, 
No, no, no, no, no. That's of the devil. I don't accept that. And a lot of people aren't reading their word. They're taking people's word for the word. It's important to go through the scriptures and learn them for yourself. Hear what God is saying to you about all these things that people are saying God is saying. Listen, Deuteronomy 18 and 20, but but a prophet who presumes to speak in 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 my name anything I have not commanded. (laughs) So they stand to you and try to proclaim anything that God has not commanded. Or a prophet who speaks in the name of other gods is to be put to death. So that's being anything that he has not commanded. What do you mean that anything that the word that you read doesn't line up with the word that they're trying to say is of God? Then you should be able to understand and hear clearly that that's not from God. That's from them. To speak in anything in my name, I have not commanded. Y'all know all these people saying they they have have God and they're speaking everything but what God is saying. (laughs) And all all the time they're worshiping other gods. You better not be going to no palm reader. Let somebody look in your veins and tell you what God is saying for you. When all you got to do is look at the word of God and see what God is saying about your life. They look at your lines in your hands and start telling you all kinds of stuff. And familiar spirits tell them what you're going through. That's it right there. It is not God who's talking to them. Well, the God uses them. That is not God. That is a familiar spirit that's making connection with your spirit. Getting you to take your own, look, take your defenses down. And that, because they're talking in the spirit, they're weak. The spirits are down. Attack, attack now. So now you become more accustomed to people who are who are worshiping other gods than the God of your salvation to tell you your the truth about your future. Who knows more about your life than God Himself? So why go listen to somebody with turban or no, they don't even dress like that no more. They, they are, they are, they are, they come to mirror you to look just like you, so your defenses will be down. So you get comfortable. Amen. I know y'all looking at me, y'all looking at me. No, we're listening. I'm not, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about people who are out there. <laughs> they like. What are you saying, I'm telling you, be on guard. Be aware. And to you, that's we. It's time to get a pulse in the pulpit. We have to start speaking what God says, no matter what it costs us. People stay, they stay. People go, they go. Are we moved by the people? Are we concerned about God? Yeah. Cause see, it's easy to say that. When you got thousands upon thousands. But can you say when people start leaving because you're no longer entertaining them? You're enlightening them. We should always seek to be effective in changing people's lives for God and not being popular. Man, I don't care about being popular. Don't ever want to be popular. I want to be effective. I want God to say, 
Well done. Man, you did it my way. You did it the way I told you to do it. Whether people liked you, laughed with you, loved on you, cried with you, you did it my way. I'm pleased with you. And that's the greatest reward that I could ever get. Amen. Amen. Yeah, y'all looking crazy, but it's all right. First John. It's important, y'all. It's important that we live our lives to please God. Amen. 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 It's important that we always seek to honor God. Because it's, it's, it's important that we serve God. Man, that God knows that we love him. That everyone who stands and, and ministers in this ministry or in any capacity, we want to make sure that you're preaching the unadulterated, uncompromising Word of God. Amen. Because that's the that's the thing that changes lives. The word. People's testimonies about the about the goodness of God is a wonderful thing. And the, the testimonies about change is we need to hear, we need to be encouraged that if God did it for one, he can do it for another. More than that, though, we all we need to make sure that we are preaching to people. Change. That is different from the world. Everything that we do in the body, everything we do in the body of Christ should differ from what they do in the world. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our gospel is on a firm foundation. Amen. We stand on God. We stand for God. We love God. And listen, change happened in my life because I heard the word. And it didn't change because it was verbal. It, the word was the word. And the word changed me. The word was, I said, I didn't have to, God didn't make me to change what his word said. He made me to live in the word, under the word, and according to the word. All of us need to live according to the word. There's no one salvation for this, for one particular part or one particular group that differs from another group. Except the man be born of the water and of the spirit. That's universal for all. You don't get to do it your way because it fits what you believe. He doesn't change because it fits for you. The word is the word. It's a one gospel for all. People try. People are trying to change it up like this. Devil. People trying to make it fit their lifestyle. They're trying to make it fit what I believe, what you believe, differs from what the word actually said. Well, it didn't say that. It's saying this, and in the Hebrew, the Hebrew, and the Hebrew, it says this. <laughs> sometimes God's word is just simple. Not sometimes, all the time. 
have to be complex unless you make it. And most of us are making God's word complex. He said things are abomination. Man with man, woman with woman. It's an abomination then. It's an abomination now. And it will be abomination for our children. And their children's children. It won't change. Man, y'all know how bad it has to be for God to call it an abomination? But we make it, we're trying to go, so we're trying to make it palatable for people. Wait, let's accept everything. Why, why are we so busy trying to accept what God rejects? It ain't about the people, the individual, to attacking the individual. It's the act. Why don't we all, why don't we address the sin? <laughs> but see, this is how we see when you are so when you're so comfortable with living in sin, you don't want to address sin. Because sin points at you when you're trying to point at other people. You see the hypocrite in you, sinner. When you try to speak against something that you are a part of. See, it ain't, it ain't that it ain't the community of that, it's the community of sin. That people run from. And that just happens to be in that, that neighborhood. But the whole block is full of sin. I know. To God be the glory. Today is your day to be delivered from sin. Amen. And even if you are listening and you're you're a pastor and you're a minister. And you, and you know that there's something about what's going on in my life. That if I'm comfortable with not talking about sin, that means something's going on in me. That I'm, that I'm okay with sin. See, when you don't address a thing, maybe it's because you're okay with it. Maybe because you don't talk about certain things that are abominable to God. You don't talk about because you are living a part of certain things. And maybe if I don't talk about it, God won't see me in. Mm. Exposure. He sees you. <laughs> and this is not from somebody who's perfect. I say that all the time. I'm not a perfect man. But I'm not a, I'm not a man who doesn't actively go about every day trying to participate in something that is unrighteous and unholy. God is calling us up, leaders, that who, when are we going to take the stand to show God and show the world that, listen, he's only perfect, but he wants us to be striving that we don't tolerate sin. We preach love, but we preach more than anything. Repent and get your life together. Turn. And let's get it right with God. Let's do the right thing in the eyes of God. So if that's you on today, listen, today is your day to give God your all. No more half or 50% of what you what you give, 60%, 30%. It's your day to give God your all. And accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Your day to become, to be born again. To be born of the water and of the spirit. 
You want to be baptized, you reach out to us. But you, first of all, that's, you got to start with repenting. You got to come out from a world of sin. Yeah, I know it's going to be tough. You got to leave them friends, them so-called friends alone. And sometimes you got to walk this thing by yourself. Yeah. Not everybody who's, who makes, uh, makes the, the decision to serve God walks in a relationship with friends who love God. Sometimes you enter into this relationship all by yourself. But guess what? You're never alone when you have God. He's a friend that sticks close than any fake brother you ever had. Fake sister that you ever had. Yeah, yeah, y'all know the fake friends. They with you when you're doing what they want you to do. But the moment you change, oh, something about you, you act like you better than us. No, you don't, you don't see how good you can be in God. Don't get mad with me because I see where God wants to take me. And now that makes you feel a little uncomfortable about, about where you are. Maybe you should try Jesus. Like, don't even try. Come on over here and give God your best. Because when you try Jesus, you only gonna, you only going to give a little bit. Come over here and give God your best, and I guarantee you, he'll do the rest. Yeah, I know that sounds like something you can put on the slogan. Come over here and give God your best, and he'll do the rest. <laughs> Get it. But there's levity in that because I want to take the pressure off. All you got to do is make the step. Earnestly ask God to fill you. With the Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah, don't let nobody tell you that, man, I, man, my friend told me he one day tried to receive and they didn't receive. That's your friend. Maybe they didn't. See, you got to consider your heart in the matter. If your heart is open to receive, God will fill you. If you ain't playing with this thing and you want God to come in and change everything about what's going on in you, then he will do that. When you say, God, fill me. Come on, you just repeat that. God, fill me with your Holy Ghost. Yeah, God, I, I open myself up. Now, God, fill. I believe that if you did that earnestly and you want God to fill you, he, when he's filling you. Yeah, yeah. You don't need me to lay hands. God can lay hands on you. Yeah, you want to be baptized? Reach out to it. Hallelujah. Nothing about your life should stay the same when you come into the presence of God. And I know that the presence of God is here right now. Hallelujah. Yeah, just lift your hands wherever you are. Yeah, God. Say, God, thank you. I know that you're here. Thank you for being in my presence. Thank you for being the almighty God. Thank you for my being my everlasting father. God, even when I was in sin, God, you were with me. Now, God, I thank you that this newness of life that I'm experiencing, God, thank you for walking me through it. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, come on. I feel him with me. I know he's there with you. The very presence of God is in your room, in your car, on your job. Wherever you may be listening, the presence of the Almighty God is right there with you. Reach out and get what you need from God. Healing is there. Deliverance. 
God, I thank you for taking the taste of alcohol out of her mouth right now in the name of Jesus. God, thank you for removing the, the, the smell, even the, the aroma of weed, Father. That they'll have, when they smell it, it will disturb them. It will mess with their stomach. It will make them nauseous, God. Do what you need to do, Father, to turn them away. The very smell of it will make them sick, God. Yeah, God, and now we deliver and we remove the taste of weed, that they'll be delivered from smoking any illegal substance and taking any drug, any alcohol. Hallelujah, God. God, and let them know that they have a friend in this ministry, God, that they can lean on, they can call, they can reach out to for prayer, Jesus. That in moments where they may be feeling weak, that they know they have people lifting them up right now. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, we stand with you. In Jesus' name. If you want to be baptized, listen, there's, there's information up there that will give you instructions about being baptized. We're baptizing on August the 20th. Come on, you're not too late. Let us know. If you want to go down in water, you need to be filled with the Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Listen, if you're, if you're ready, you ready? All you have to do is lift your hands. And we decree God filled to the overflow with the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. As they're speaking in tongues, as the Spirit of God gives them the utterance. Yes, indeed. Feel right now, God. Feel, God. Feel. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, don't let, don't, don't stop. Don't stop until you get what you need. Don't quit. Just because you have to stop speaking. Come on, stay right there. He'll feel you. He'll feel you. Hallelujah. He'll feel you. Jesus, I feel the Spirit of God. I feel like there's a hand touching and touching someone's head. Feel God. Hallelujah. And this is no hype. If you believe that you receive, God's presence is there with you. Hallelujah. Yeah, God. Come on, y'all. Y'all pray for them out there. Y'all in here. Y'all pray. Y'all pray in the spirit for them right now. Y'all pray that God will feel. God will do exactly what he said that he will do in their lives. Whatever they stand in need of. Come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Y'all don't just be spectators. Be participators. Come on, y'all. Y'all participate. help them. Y'all help walk them through this life. Y'all help get them to the other side. Come on, you be partners. Y'all help encourage them. Get them to the other side. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Come on, y'all. Come on here every week. Now is your opportunity. Help minister life to someone who's dying. Yeah, come on. You may not have to minister the title, but you are a minister. Come on, help get somebody over. Somebody's dying in their sin. Help walk them out of sin into the newness of life. Come on, they ain't made a decision. They just need to know someone is help pushing them. Someone is encouraging them. Yeah, we're here for you. Come on, we're standing with you. Woo, glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, y'all. Come on. Let them know. Let them hear you in the spirit. Jesus. Woo, God. Woo, God. Yeah, y'all, come on out there. I feel that thing. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah, God. Yeah, God. 
Yeah, God, Jesus. Ooh, I can't even. God, I thank you for God. Everyone who's who needs you, Father. Hallelujah, that Father. We thank you that you're touching them, God. You're ministering to them, Jesus. Yeah, God. They didn't believe God, but they believe you, God. Show them how good and how pleasant it is to serve you, God. Oh, God, let them not walk away from this moment in time, God. Hallelujah, that they will not leave the same way they came, God. Healing is theirs, God. Deliverance is theirs, too, Jesus. Hallelujah, salvation is theirs, God. Oh, God, we thank you, Father. God, we glorify you, God. Hallelujah, God. That they're being delivered from drugs and alcohol, God. Hallelujah, they're being, from, they're being delivered from child abuse, God. Childhood trauma, God. Thank you, God, for letting them know, God, you're, you're their father, you're their mother, Jesus. Oh, God. Hallelujah, Father. They don't feel love, but God, let them feel your love on today, Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, God, thank you, Father, for what you're doing, God, in their life. In the name of Jesus. Yeah.